Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything, number 234. Is that right? 235? You ask me, we're, and I we're 200 never and keep up something. With it. I swear to God, I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. So, this is the Winning Cures Everything podcast. It's number 235. I just looked it up. In that short amount of time, <laughs> I actually looked it up. We're 235 now. What a 235 we shows. Rocking and rolling. We've got a lot to discuss today. We're getting into the NFL recap from the past week. We're going to talk about college football's big game previews for week five. We're going to talk college football gambling picks, NFL big game previews for week number four, and NFL gambling picks. We got all that for you. All of this will be up at winningcureseverything.com. We're going to quit wasting your time. Let's jump into this thing. For the NFL recap. Week number three, right? Yep, week number three in the NFL. Three. I, I went about this a little bit differently. I just said I'm going to pick ten performances that were the most impressive to me. It It is going to cover almost all of the games. It, it will cover exactly ten of the games. I like that. How about that? Well, I mean, there's what, 16 games? Yep. So six of them we probably could just throw away. Oh. Right? <laughs> Uh, For now, anyway. Some of these I gave a little more love. One, one probably could have not made the list, but I'm glad I gave it to him because I like the guy. Let's start okay. off, and these are no... Where, at, before you do order. that, this is brought to you by oh, Tunica, Mississippi, as right. you can see behind us. Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. TunicaTravel.com is where you need to go to get more information. You can wager on any NFL game, any college game at any of their six... That's right, six now, not five. Six sports books down in Tunica, Mississippi. Uh, the Fitz is opening up this weekend, Friday, September going, 28th. Right? Yeah, we'll be there. 11 a.m. is the grand opening. Us and uh, Gary Parrish from CBS Sports, along with uh, a few other friends. Uh, but it's going to be a good time. Come out to the Fitz uh, this weekend, this Friday, 11 a.m. We will be out there. TunicaTravel.com. And you can also get our picks over at WinningCuresEverything.com. Let's jump into it. Yeah. So, I actually watched the first set of Sunday games at okay. Samstown's great sports book. I really? enjoyed that a whole lot. It was a good experience. Me and a buddy went down. Um, didn't get to see this first guy because he played last night. <laughs> the only person that I'm going to talk about out of my list of 10 that didn't win a game, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic. Impressed Absolutely. me last night. And, and it's the fall that made the comeback so exciting. Now, if he comes out and throws for 400 yards a game and four touchdowns again, then it's just another thing that he did. But we watched the entire first half, and it looked like he had lost it. Old Ryan Fitztragic, maybe, and just <laughs> falling apart. Doesn't know what he's doing. Throwing interceptions. Good. Three passes in a row. Turnover, turnover. One of them's pick six. Oh, just, just garbage. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I did sit and watch that. So my wife and I were watching uh, a TV show, feeding the baby, all this kind of stuff. But I had it playing on my iPad the whole time, and I, I was worried about the game. I texted you afterwards, like as soon as the Steelers got to take a knee, I texted you my ticket. Yep. That I had bet on the Steelers to win, and I had bet the over fifty three and a half, and I felt really good about it. Like, I felt great about it right before the game. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. And then the first half, I'm like, yes. Like, we're at 40 points. The Steelers are going to hit this over by themselves. This is great. Then they don't score at all in the second half. 
and Tampa Bay starts coming back, and I am freaking out. Like, I, I thought that they – I mean, had they not called that punt return back? Oh, uh, it's a ball game. It's they, a ball game. I, I think they, they absolutely would have come down and scored and, and won the game again. No, no doubt. Ryan Fitzpatrick, what was so impressive was the fact that he had fallen apart and was just a complete shamble of himself the first half. And in the second half, he just comes out and he looks like he did the first two weeks, um, and he just yeah. couldn't be stopped. Everything four hundred plus great. yards passing. First, and he got them all in the second half. First man. quarterback to ever do that, three, ever have three, three straight four hundred. Yeah, and to start off the season like that just, against the Steelers, the Eagles, and uh, uh who they and the Saints, up with the Saints. Yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about three perennial playoff teams. Three teams that people have going to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, like they're and and throwing for mega yards on them. Now they they went two and one, but my gosh, oh, they, they didn't were, win the game. No. They were expected to go zero and three in that's these right. three. So right. it's like they still looked good even in defeat last night. So that's 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 one. And, and these aren't in any order. I guess I shouldn't give one. Number number two, I'm going to give some love to a coach. You don't normally do that, Matt. Well, I got three coaches listed. Okay. I've actually got four, and I've got four quarterbacks. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Matt Patricia taking on his predecessor, Bill Belichick, and it had looked like everything was going wrong for him. There are reports that the team was very upset, didn't like him coming in trying to make them run and and be a a hard-nosed coach. They liked Caldwell. Caldwell was a nice guy. They all enjoyed playing for him. He won nine games last year. Had a winning record. Does it still surprise you that they fired they fired I, him after going nine and seven? I kind of respect it in the sense that if you know somebody's ceiling is something and it's not where you want to be, just go ahead and change it over. Yeah, that makes like sense. Like it's it's the Andy Dalton philosophy that I've had. He wins too many games to lose his job, but does he? Because let's just keep trying somebody different. Yeah. Until until we get the right guy. Um, but. Week three, Bill Belichick coming off a loss, coming off a bad loss, too. Yeah. I mean, where they just got their butts whipped. But that Jacksonville team is a defensive juggernaut, so you kind of understand they beat up on the Patriots. The, the, <laughs> the Lions are not supposed to be that. No, no, not not Intercepted Tom a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, it made him look confused. Yeah, it was just a big day for Matt Patricia. Really proud of him. Yeah, that was uh, – I'll tell you this. The Patriots' defensive numbers, other oh, garbage, look absolutely like worst in the NFL. Like as far as efficiency goes, I th- yeah, I think they are going to be the worst in the NFL. It is. I mean, they really they were down right there now. last year, so I'm trying to not get too panicked. So the Lions did have. If, if do you have this guy on your list? Lions running back. Nope. Carry on Johnson. I'm gonna toss him out there. No, no two players are coaches from the same team. Okay, well, Carry on Johnson deserves to be on a list of That's most right. impressive. 70 games the Lions had gone without a 100-yard rusher. First one in a long Carry time. on Johnson, 16 rushes for 101 yards, and the Lions fans went bananas. It, it, and it won't be that long again. I mean, Oh, he, no, he is. He's there. Oh, he, ab- he made Auburn's offense last year, yeah. and you no. there was a considerable drop-off when when he was injured. He's and a stud, and, uh, and he's, he's one of Patricia's guys, so he didn't know life before Matt. Yeah. Big thing. Let's go back to the quarterbacks. Okay. Cannot have a conversation about impressive numbers in games and situations without talking about Patrick Mahomes. It's Showtime Mahomes. 
That's his new nickname, apparently. I I've, saw this on like all these different uh, websites. I've right? never seen anything like this. Oh, it's it's bonkers. I've been watching football for a long time. Everybody's trying to come up with other quarterback comparisons. The I guess if I had to compare somebody, it would be Brett Favre. He's just a lot more accurate, Brett Favre. Yeah, he's much more accurate. Well, than yeah, Brett but Favre. but the, I guess the reason I give him Brett. Is because he looks like he's having so much fun. Oh, out he's there. having a blast! But and my God, who, none of those who other be with all those weapons. None of those other quarterbacks in the past. If you're looking at your Elways and your Montanas and all those guys, they never looked like they were having this much fun. No, Brett, not not in the slightest. Brett did, and and he he is just. I I don't know words to explain other than impressive. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's something else. I mean, uh, the the Chiefs look. Almost unbeatable now. Um, I, I'll tell you this. I remember watching, and I, I didn't even think about this until somebody else brought it up over the weekend. I saw it on Twitter. Um, and it's the guy that runs Smart Football, uh, Chris something or other. But he brought it up and he said, man, oh, it, it wasn't, is it Smart Football? I, either way, he brings up the Patrick Mahomes-Baker Mayfield matchup when they were in the Big 12. Texas Tech against Oklahoma, they they accounted for 1,300-plus passing yards in the game. In one game. It was like a 62-55 to 55 game, yep. and it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And everybody talks about like the West Virginia-Baylor game from years ago that was like 70-63. to 63. This, this was just of, as impressive. Baylor, Baylor ran the football a lot. Their, their offense was a whole lot like Oregon's. They high-flying, put up a lot of points. But they did a bunch more on the ground than you really yeah. think. Yeah, and they were but, still moving. Yeah, Texas you know. Tech and 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 those guys. Yeah, they don't. They don't run no. the football. Now Oklahoma will. Oh yeah, they. Yeah, they but can. at this point in time, they they were not. They didn't have to. But that was looking back on that game into what these quarterbacks have turned into. Uh, Pat Mahomes is. I, look, I was skeptical when they drafted him, especially that early. But, you know, it's one of those he's got a big arm. But, like, you go back and look at his completion percentage, and then you watch him, and he's deadly accurate. Yep. But you're like, okay, well, it's in a Big 12 offense against Big 12 defenses, and, you know, eh, like, what's he going to – he's treating the NFL like they are Big 12 defenses, and it is bonkers to watch. I don't I, know how I've to never seen it. anything like it. The other guy, don't know how to explain, going back to a coach now, Sean McVay – I can't figure out. So we now have a year and three games of a head coaching sample size. He looks like he's just five steps ahead of everybody else at all times. Other than Todd Gurley, nobody on that offense is crazy impressive. I don't know that golf is a top 10, top 15 quarterback in the NFL if he no. plays for anybody else. I agree with I, that. I, you know, last year Cooks playing in New England was a top ten receiver, but but he was at, at the same time, even though he was playing in New England, he was pretty forgettable. That's oh no, he was not their main guy. He was not their go to. Yeah, person. he was that just was still he was forgettable. Gronk. Like you'd almost and, forget that he's on the team. And when they needed a play, they went to Amendola. They didn't go to him. Yeah. And and it's just like you've got this island of misfit toys. They're all kind of good, and they're all good at something. But nobody's ever been able to put together this algorithm for them all to be maximum efficiency and success. And Sean McVay's figured out how to do that. Well, and, and did it with the group last year. And Wade year. Phillips. 
Yeah, like Wade Phillips Wade is uh, kind of always. I, I, I guess I'm leaning more towards the offense than the defense because defensive guys can do that. They don't really. There is defensive scheming. There's a lot of it, and I guess you need you know one guy to do his job so you can do your job. But offenses, they usually predicate on stars, yeah. just athletes, guys being better than the people they're going against. This is not that. This is no. not that. The DBs should be able to cover Robert Woods. They locked him down in Buffalo. He was a nobody. Cooper Cup is an average receiver anywhere else. I, and he I, looks I just, like an all-star on this team. No, yeah. Oh, he's he's one of the best receivers in yeah. football. It's just really impressive. I want to know, is there ever going to be a book on him? Or is this just something where his brain is working at such a different level than everybody else's that he's going to be able to continue to do this? For a decade. Are they going to be the New England Patriots? Are they, is he going to be the Belichick that can say, you know what, for the next 15 years, I'm going to win five Super Bowls in 20 years, and I'm going to play for eight of them? I mean, I, that's, it's, that's, it's really early. You, yeah, you're right. That, but That's why I'm asking the question, you, not crowning him that. It, it is a, a valid question. Because he does look like he is completely ahead of everybody else it's, right it's now. It's not like we have a three-game sample size. We have a year in three-game sample size. Yeah. They are what they went 13-4 and four with the playoff loss last year, and even that was like a, a close game. You know, it, it, you're playing against a team with a bunch of experience. Now you have the experience. What are they going to do this year? Like, I, I picked them 13-3 and three this year. What did you have, Matt? 12-4, and 13-3? It, 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 it's up there. It's e- no no worse than 12-4. and four. There's a chance I might have had him 14-2. and two. It's well, going to be in that wheelhouse. All of that was was based on him, like oh, based on totally. coaching. Totally. I, I, I absolutely do not believe that that golf would be anything special if he was at any other team almost. I agree. I Maybe agree. I'm not giving him enough credit. but when This same bunch under Jeff Fisher – like, was garbage. Did nothing. I mean, they were one of the worst teams in the. I know they finished with like seven and nine, but but like that's. I know they they finished worse than that that year, didn't they? Well, yeah, they, but I'm just historic. like that year he got fired. Anyway. Well, the year he got fired, yeah, they were real bad. So all right, after that, I'm going with my guy, my guy, Drew Brees. The New Orleans Saints are back on track. Buckle your seatbelts. My my Super Bowl pick is not dead. They are alive. They are well. They're two and one. Yeah, they yeah. went. On the road to Atlanta. Two games that it looked like they probably should have lost. And they still find a way to win. They found a way to win. That's I'm what championship teams well, do, okay. by the way. In that game, it shouldn't have went to overtime. One of the Calvin Ridley plays absolutely was not a touchdown. Absolutely not a touchdown. Every replay showed his foot hit down. His toe was like three inches out of bounds. They said it wasn't, you know, evidence to, to, to call it back. My That's my fantasy fine. football team says it was a touchdown. That's so fine. I'm good with it. That's okay. You can you can have that. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. At the end of Drew the day Brees the Saints wasn't going to be stopped. Drew Brees looks like he will be playing much longer than Tom Brady. Ooh. Okay. Longer as in I mean he's like six years, five years less than younger than him. Three years No, he's thirty nine. And Tom's thirty okay, thirty one. Tom's forty one. Yeah. So two years younger but, I don't know. I think Drew's still going to be done after two. I think uh, he, he signed prob- a two-year deal, and he I think probably, probably will be. And I that. think that that is because if he if he wins it all this year, he's hanging it up. You're probably right, uh, and I don't I think would. it's because like he can't play anymore. Like this dude can obviously play. Like this is it this coming week? No, it's next weekend that he will hit 1,500 yards, yes. right? And that'll be the most yardage all time. If he time. does it this weekend, it's it's, That's it's, a lot. It's all kinds of records. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But yeah, it's it, like they look good now. They they found themselves against the Falcons, and I had the Falcons in this game. I thought the I'm, Falcons were going to win this. I'm very curious to see what Mark Ingram does and and how they change the offense because I don't think they're going to go back to what they did last year. I think this offense is different than it was last year. Last I think year, Michael still Thomas need did not get involved at all. I no. think now Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara are the centerfold of this offense. Alvin Kamara might be the best player in football. They, I think they still need a presence to be able to run between. Like, championship teams, you have to be able to get that yard when you need it. I don't know right? that you do. I disagree. I don't think the Eagles have – I mean, I don't think the uh, the Eagles didn't have it last year. The Eagles um, had Garrett Blunt last year. <laughs> what are you but, talking but about? But they didn't use him much at all in the playoffs. That, maybe no. not so much in the playoffs. Like they, but that's, they might that's, when, that's when you need him. I'm telling you, and, and, and right now, I don't think that Kareem Hunt's that guy to get no, you no, a I, yard. I agree but with the, you. But the Chiefs don't have that. I think the game is different, Gary. I just do. I think the NFL game is becoming so much more like the college game for the offenses. You can't hurt anybody. You can't hit anybody. You can't play defense. And so I think the teams that are going to be great are going to be the teams that say, just hell with it. We're not going to play defense. We're just going to outscore you. You want to beat us, you better put up 40. Because we're hanging 38 all day. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you might be and right. And I think the Saints have done that. I think the uh, the the we definitely have seen the Rams – and the Chiefs do that. Yeah, that's true. They just said, screw it. We're not going to play defense. We brought – the Rams at least brought a bunch of defensive dudes in. Hadn't worked. No. They, they, got, they got almost no sacks. They're, they're 29th, I think, in the league in sacks. Yeah. Um, Which and, is still bonkers to me. Yeah. Like it, you, got, you got Sue for a year. You got Aaron Donald. And and you're almost last in the league in sacks. Like that's, But they are getting quarterback pressures and whatnot. I think people are scheming around those guys. I think they're just getting the ball out really fast. I think a lot of teams are having to play from behind, but but they're not. They understand we can't just go out there and throw it three times, because then our defense stays on the field and they get gassed. And yeah. so teams are just running these. They're taking teams out of their game plan because oh, they're yeah. getting behind so quickly. Yeah, I agree. All right, my next is a little bit of a combo. I've done quarterback. I've done yep. head coach. We got like seven minutes. Just letting you know. <laughs> well, <we've> <laughs> to gone, keep it in we've this We've gone thing. too long. All right, then I'm going to roll. <laughs> the, these are right, for a couple of us, we can just fly through. Adam Gase, Ryan Tannehill absolutely have been impressive. They're 3-0. and Nobody on the planet had the Dolphins going 3-0 and to start the season. It, raise your hand if you did. No, put it down, you damn liar. You just That's didn't. It. Nobody had that. Nobody. Adam Gase, like, think about this. Had they not dealt with so many injuries, what could this team – like they could be even more impressive than they are even at three and zero. How crazy is that? They got rid of all the guys that were bad locker room dudes, and Gase just said, "You, you just got to get me control of the locker room." Yeah. And if you get me control of the locker room, I can win games. I, I cannot understand how how not not that I don't understand it. I'm very impressed with how they're playing. Yes. Next one, we'll move on. The entire team of the Buffalo Bills. That's <laughs> if if you don't give them credit today, you might not ever give them credit for anything. Yeah. And big ups to Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. Everyone said this guy can't play quarterback. He'll be the worst out of all these guys. Hey, Sunday out of all the rookies, he was the best. He he got comfortable, didn't he? He was the best. He he looked fantastic. I didn't see it coming. Uh Vikings haven't looked great, but I think 
the Bills had more to do with that than I think they just got pissed off that everybody was was pissing on them. This is right? the NFL. This is not college football. You do not beat people by 20 or 30 all the time and those guys stay down. The old saying is still true. They live in big houses too. Yeah. They are still professionals on the other side of this. They're not going to class. When they get beat two games in a row and embarrassed like that, they go to work and they do their job and they try to figure out how to beat the other team. They didn't just beat them. They beat the hell out of them. It yeah. was it was the biggest point spread that we've had in a couple of years. Yeah. And they covered the line that they were the dog of. Yeah. That's never happened. I mean, it's it's insane. It was, what, a 38-point difference? Yeah. Like, it is the biggest ever. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. All right. Now, this, most people would not care about this dude, but but I think we would. I'm giving love to my guy Mike Vrabel in the Tennessee Titans. Hey, 100%. This guy looks like that team the real is, deal. That team is trash, but they are going to play you ugly. Every game is going to be garbage. I don't care what the under is. You bet the under in Titans games. They are going to play ugly games. You don't want to watch them. They're going to drag that. you into the mud. For sure. It's it, it, going to be If bad. you enjoy ugly games, absolutely watch it. But, like, I can understand why people would run through a brick wall for this guy. Yep. Marcus Mariota Absolutely. beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville with only three working fingers. Imagine if he had all five. Like, it, 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 tell me this: Do you think that they win that game if Blaine Gabbert doesn't yep. go down? Absolutely, do. No, I think Blaine Gabbert could have won it too, because because that game was all just guys fighting like hell. Yeah. Jacksonville is a tough, tough team. I think the Titans own Jacksonville. I don't know. Let's be real careful when we say that. I, hey, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Like they I'm they've won the last that. like Gary they won two of them last at year. WCE, yeah, yes, yeah, that's, that's Gary. at Gary WCE. You can tweet me if you want to, but I'm all you Jacksonville fans. I, I listen, think the Titans I own think, you guys. I think Mike Bravel is doing a way better, and the only game he's lost is a. Crazy, ugly, weird, unpredictable game that Seven the weather hour yeah, football that the game. weather had two different delays, and the team is undefeated, and they're the best team in the AFC East. And and that's who that that's who they, they lost. They to. lost three guys to injury that day. Like that was he's winning this game with a combination of a beat up Marcus Mariota and Blaine Gavard. Yeah, that's bananas. They lost their best left tackle, the best offensive line. I mean, their best tight end, the security blanket. It doesn't matter. No, it, it, it They're going to be ugly. Mike Vrabel, my guy. Last two, we can go quickly. My two favorites, the two most important of the list. I said they weren't in any kind of order. These two are for last. Khalil Mack is an absolute monster. He's my favorite <laughs> player to watch play football right now. I've, Like I said, I, I love my brownies. I love the Patriots. I make no boons about it. Every now and then I'll just find these other teams that I just fall in love with watching them play. I don't care about offense. When they get on offense, I turn the TV to a different game. When they go to defense, I am watching every snap of this guy. I've never seen a guy wreck a team, wreck teams the way he has single-handedly wrecked games all season so far. I agree with you. If he had a training camp and wasn't gassed in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers doesn't make that comeback. Aaron Rodgers doesn't make it back on the field. I think you, you might be right. The Only because he had limited snaps. And then last – Baker effing Mayfield. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I love Tyrod Taylor. I, nobody now, in the, the world. All the videos that we have of you talking high. about about Tyrod. I was so high on Tyrod. Listen, 
I hope he gets traded. I hope he gets stopped uh, an opportunity to play somewhere else. I have no idea why he couldn't figure out what was going on in, in Cleveland. Baker took over that game Thursday night, and my whole life changed. He looks I like a veteran, doesn't he? I've never seen in my life, and and I haven't been this excited about Browns games. I really wanted the Raiders to win Sunday because I think we have a Bill situation where, man, they're 0-3. They're going to throw the kitchen sink out. They can't start the season 0-4. My Browns are coming in off a win, maybe feeling a little bit good for themselves. I don't care. I don't care. This is Baker's first game where he gets all the reps in practice. He's my guy. Most exciting player in football, Khalil Mack. Just under him, Baker freaking Mayfield. I like it. I like it. I love Baker Mayfield. All right, don't forget, check out tunicatravel.com. Check out winningcureseverything.com. That is the NFL Week 3 recap. College football big game previews week number five. Our lines this week are coming to you from Samstown down in Tunica. The show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi. TunicaTravel.com. The South's premier sports gambling destination. Go check them out. Uh, you can watch and wager on any of these games at any of Tunica's five, soon to be six. Six means opening this weekend, this Friday, September 28th, 11 a.m., the Fitz Sportsbook. All the other ones, though, the Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot. We've been to all of them. They are fantastic. All of them are wonderful. Go check them out. TunicaTravel.com will give you everything you need to know. Go on and sign up for the Picks Contest over at WinningCuresEverything.com. This week, it is a two-night stay, along with a $100 dining ticket to uh, Twain Steakhouse and $50 free slot play to Samstown. We, talking, we got your whole weekend lined up. So go sign up, winningcureseverything.com, get in the picks contest. I've had many a good meals at Twain's. Yeah. I used, I used to have a pretty good situation where I got comped pretty well at Samstown. <laughs> Back in the day. That was a long, Back that was a long time ago. That was, that was early 20s. Back in the day. When I was real dumb. So, like we said, tunicatravel.com, go check them out. They got everything you need to know there. Uh, let's go on and jump in. Game number one, the biggest game of the weekend. Ohio State. Minus four at Penn State. Again, these lines are from Samstown this week. Happy Valley, man. The over-under is 70 and a half. It is at 6.30 p.m. on ABC at Beaver Stadium in Happy Valley, Pennsylvania. Look, this will be a tale of two halves. Ohio State likes to run up on people early. Penn State is averaging 35.5 points per game after halftime. They're averaging 21 points a game in the fourth quarter this year. Like, they appear to figure teams out, and then they they capitalize on them late. And that could make this game really interesting. It's, it's hard to gauge it's, this game just because, other than the TCU-Ohio State game, neither one of these teams have played anybody. Like, they both got really good rankings. You know, they're, you know, they're top five in, in points per game. Neither one of them are really good in points against yeah they haven't played great defense which is so weird because ohio state is like up there with some of the best defensive talent in the country exactly i, 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 just, I can't figure that out I, I now i will say this penn state's defense only gives up 173 passing yards per game again the teams that they've played i don't know how much that says about them but ohio state quarterback Dwayne haskins look he is averaging uh no he's he's 75.7 percent completion percentage on the year 87 out of 115 1194 yards 
16 touchdowns, only one pick. Urban Meyer versus James Franklin has been fun. Like, it's a lot of fun. Penn State has only won one of these games since Franklin got there. But look, 2014, it was a 31-24 Ohio State win in, in double overtime. Look, there was a blowout in 2015. That was 38-10 to OSU. 2016, Penn State wins at 24-21. Last year, Ohio State comes back and wins 39-38. I expect nothing but fireworks. Yep. Like I Close I, game. I don't even want to All bet on this game. The very end. Uh, I will tell you this. My metrics have this, like, Ohio State minus one. Yep. That's exactly what I was seeing. I, I am going to be betting on this. Now, it's not one of my gambling picks that I'm giving out later in the show, but but I'm absolutely going to have money on this. I and, can, I'm, and I'm going to be taking Penn State. I, I get the home that. team, and I think that the I think the line should be one, two, maybe a field goal, not four. Not four. Not, not four. four. Um, I will say this. The over-under is 70.5. Not touching it. It opened at 64.5. Like, it jumped almost a touchdown in, like, a day. So, yeah, that's the over-under. I probably wouldn't touch that one because I don't think either one of these defenses has really shown what they are capable of. Nick Bosa being out is is a big deal, and we don't know how long he's going to be out for Ohio State. Uh, but he made a difference on that defensive line. I don't know. Well, yeah, he's like, the best defensive player maybe in the country. Yeah, like a, he, he'll be a top five NFL draft pick. So I mean, long there as are he's people healthy. that think that he could be number one overall. Yeah. Uh, so so being without him against Penn State's offense, not good. Not good. But that's okay. It, it is what it is. You got any kind of pick? Uh, I would roll with Penn State. I'm going with Penn State. I would roll with Penn State at home. They, they've won, what, 17 but straight love, home games? I love James Franklin. I love betting on James Franklin. And I really like betting against Urban. It's not smart. <laughs> you lose a lot of money doing it, but I feel like I'm donating to a cause of Hey, you, you won goodwill. that TCU game by half a point. That's right. So you you good? It's not lost, like Ohio lost, State covers every I lost spread. some Tulane money last week. You lost two oh on you bet Tulane against uh Man, I like Tulane. I like Tulane too, but like they, they hadn't looked very good this it year. It was thirty eight points. Well, it was it was thirty five. Whatever. It was it was a lot and they got beat by more. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move into game number two. Stanford at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, according to Samstown. Uh, the over-under is 54. Um, Samstown doesn't have the over-unders as of today, so we're using William Hill's lines. I think you can get those over at what, Hollywood? Yeah, Hollywood uh, is what I learned this weekend. Yeah. William Hill is doing the book for Hollywood. All right, so, uh, so over-under is 54 on this. 6.30 p.m. on NBC, same time as the Ohio State-Penn State game. So I'm, I'll have both televisions lined up. Uh Saturday, September 29th, in South Bend, Notre Dame Stadium. Stanford is 4-0. They got some good wins. Look, going to Oregon and then to Notre Dame back-to-back is tough. Uh, Stanford is only averaging 104 rushing yards per game. It's only 3.7 yards per carry. Uh, But they are passing for 264 yards a game and 8.9 yards per pass attempt. Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book looks like the real deal, right? Now, he looked great against a terrible Wake Forest defense, that was so bad that uh that they fired their defensive coordinator uh Jay uh let's say Salville Sa- Salville I don't I don't even know how you say it um tw- he was 25 out of 34 for 325 yards he accounted for five touchdowns against the Deacons uh Notre Dame's pass defense they're only giving up 5.6 yards per pass attempt will they be able to, they haven't played really good quarterbacks yet so will they be able to slow down KJ Costello 
Like, that's the question. Like, Stanford always finds ways to keep these kind of games close. And they demolished a good Notre Dame team last year, 38-20. to But they are in South Bend this year. Um, you know, I, I doubt that Notre Dame looks ahead to Virginia Tech next week. But no, they would they would be looking ahead for Wake Forest to this game more than yeah, they would look. I, I agree. Tech. Um, I, if I had to take a side, I would go with Notre Dame minus four and a half. But the the metrics are right on the line. It's like Notre Dame minus four, Notre Dame minus five, and, and the fact that the line was like right on it, I'm like, ah, even my numbers are like this is this is exactly what it's supposed to be. This will be in my gambling picks. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll leave it at I that. I love one side of this. The over-under, look, I it, neither defense has really been able to do anything. I might would go over the 54 here. Stanford is one little, 129th in yards per game. In giving up yards per game? No, in in in. in, in Yardage. Yardage. Offensive yardage. Yeah, offensive yardage. 129th. Wow. Yards per game. Oh, you're right. Holy mackerel. Okay, yeah. They they have they have not what they are doing is they're finding ways to get turnovers, a lot of special team stuff. And they are incredibly I got that from efficient. Yahoo and I thought that is shocking. I thought that can't be right. And well, everybody is shutting down Bryce Love. Bryce Love. That's right. It's not rushing yards. Like it's, it's they're they're it's only like I said they're only averaging game. 104 rushing yards a game. And I thought that is that is something that cannot be overlooked. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty insane. Yeah, yards per game. Wow. So that is uh, that's on out there. That's definitely on out there. Uh, let's move on. To game number three. Big SEC battle. Florida at Mississippi State. It is the Dan Mullen Bowl, right? Dan Mullen leaves Mississippi State, goes to Florida. Look, two teams that look pretty good, uh, but were both embarrassed by Kentucky, which is weird to say, right? Uh, State is a a 7.5-point favorite at home. Uh, The over-under is 51. It's at 5 p.m. Saturday on ESPN at Davis Wade Stadium in Starkville. Florida's offense averages 6.67 yards per play, and that's even... With the the Kentucky embarrassment, uh, I mean they had almost seven yards a, a play against Kentucky. Still look pretty good. Um, look, defense only gives up four point eight seven yards per play. Mississippi State seven point three three yards per play, and that's after last week when they did nothing against Kentucky. Uh, defense gives up four point two two yards per play. So it's two pretty good statistical teams. Two kind of not great quarterbacks though. Like, as far as throwing the football, which is, is weird. Okay, uh, for throwing the football. Fitzgerald was seen as one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC for a while last because of year. his Because of his running ability. But, but yeah, because of his running ability. Well, um, the running ability, when he can do that, opens the passing lanes to where he can throw the ball fine. Right. Will Will Florida be able to stop him from running the football? Like that's And I think the fact that Dan Mullen knows exactly what he does well, like he will be able to slow that down. Uh, Felipe Franks, 52.6% completion percentage. He has thrown for 12 touchdowns and only one pick, and he's got one rushing touchdown. Yeah, but 50%. Like, uh, yeah. That's nine, bad. Oh, like, eight, eight. Just but because you got one. Just wait. Fitzgerald, 51.3% completion percentage. 
four touchdowns passing, two picks. He's got five touchdowns rushing, though. This is what I can't understand is these are these guys are doing this. Florida has done this against nobody so far. I, I guess Kansas State's a pretty good team, and they mm. both played Kentucky as a common player. But if Kansas State's not a good team, then outside of Kentucky games where they both got their butt whipped, like I will say this, Florida looked them, a lot better against Kentucky than State did. They did get to play them at home. Yes, they did. So so maybe we can throw that game out for both of them. They have played nobody, and they're still not good at statistically from the quarterback position. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. Yeah. Neither, neither one is and going to win a Dan football game for you. And Moorhead's supposed to be like quarterback gurus and offensive geniuses. Dude, you can only work with what you got. Like Look, that's man, a, I, I think at some point in time it's on the coach. You you got to put them in a position to to do something, but like okay, fifty percent in college is garbage. Let's look at. I mean that's bad. Let's go that, back and look at Notre bad Dame. Bad competition. Fifty percent is terrible. They Notre Dame worked with Brandon Wimbush over and over and over again, and, and then they tried went to, to somebody, and else. then they went to somebody else. Like I think uh, I you think Thompson. Nobody else. I think you're going to see Thompson in this game for Mississippi State. I, I think that no, they will take out Fitzgerald. No, no way. They, no way on earth. State fans worship that guy. That's fine. They can worship him like if he's losing. So, Mike like Lombardi I, taught me one thing. Some teams are one bad injury away from being really good. I know. You've talked about this quite a bit I, the I be- last two I believe weeks. that there's no way on earth that Moorhead comes in and takes out the golden boy at Mississippi State. In, in his last season, what I mean, he did suspend him for the first game. That was against Stephen F. Austin, though. But I, I'll tell you this: uh, uh, Thompson had like seven touchdowns in that game. Yeah, he looked. I mean, it's, it's he, Stephen he F. Austin. He had more. He had more passing touchdowns in that game than Fitzgerald has had in the last three. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, tell me this: Is, is, is there State going to play up? Is there anybody for Felipe Franks to bench for? Like, who's em- behind him? Emory Jones is a freshman. Eh. Like probably I mean, I, not. I, uh, Kyle uh, Trask. How has like, Florida he'll be, gotten to this point where they don't even have anybody on the? I mean, that's like worse than LSU quarterback situation. It's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, I I mean, if if Franks is all you got, like I mean, you, you got to find something else that you're good at, right? I guess that's and what were you gonna say? Uh, tell me, is State gonna play with too much emotion in this game? So I, I want it so bad to take Florida in my in my gambling picks just because I thought I think this game's kind of even and I think as much as they want to beat Dan, Dan wants to beat them. Um and uh I just couldn't pull the trigger on Florida because I, I think this is gonna be really emotional for state. They're gonna I guess want it. But my brain keeps going back. All if I had to pick, I'm picking Florida. Just because hoping, wanting not a game plan. Yes, I not a I game agree. plan. And at some point in time, I don't know that you're over a touchdown better than I than Florida. I don't think they are. I I think I would roll with Florida here. Uh, over under fifty one. Uh, I think I'd go under. I think I'd probably go under. I yeah, think I think under. I think both are. I do going think to Mississippi play. State's defense is real good. Like yes, I agree with you. In the in the conversation with the top three or four in the SEC, good. Yes, I I do agree with that. Uh, let's move on. We'll try and roll through uh, a little quicker, speed okay, things yeah. up. West Virginia, minus four at Texas Tech. Now, you and I had talked about BYU and Washington being one of our, our big five games, but 
It's hard to find five games when some of them aren't real good. Yeah, that, that BYU Washington is good, and that'll be in our that'll be in our honorable mention. It's a ranked matchup, um, but it, it means nothing for conference races. It means nothing for anything really, uh, and it's a bigger line. West Virginia, their first road trip. Texas Tech has looked really good. The over under is seventy seven. It is at eleven a.m. Saturday. Call that neutral site game they played against Tennessee a, a road trip. No, neutral site, neutral site. And so it, I mean, there were as many. Well, there were more Tennessee fans, but by the second half, not, they, not, not, just not as, so much. <laughs> not so much. Uh, it's eleven a.m. Saturday. ESPN two. It's at Jones AT and T Stadium in Lubbock, Texas. Early game in Lubbock. Early game, sleepy Lubbock, Texas. Uh, Texas Tech comes in off a huge win at Oklahoma State, 41-17 to last week. West Virginia absolutely beat the brakes off of Kansas State, 35-6. to West Virginia averages 42.3 points per game. Tech averages 52 points per game. Uh, there's not a lot of difference between these two. It's, it's high-powered offenses. They're not known for their defense, but both defenses have looked pretty good uh, so far this season. Freshman Alan Bowman for Texas and Will Greer for West Virginia are two of the nation's top three passers. Both are over 70% completion percentage, both averaging over 370 yards per game. They This will be a quarterback bottle, uh, battle, and, man, I'm telling you, like, this will be in my gambling picks, by the way. Who who are you giving the coaching edge to? I mean, is it really an edge if I don't really like either one of them? Oh, golly, really? I, I mean, I, I don't. I think offensively both are really good. Like I, I've never had a problem with Cliff Kingsbury's offense. I've never had a problem with it. I'm I actually like Dana Holgerson. I like Dana. I don't. I can't like, believe I think, you don't I, like either one of them. I think Dan. I don't think both. I don't think either of them are like uh, uh, schematically amazing, right? Like I don't think Dana Holgerson is gonna beat you coaching. Like Ooh, I, I don't know about that. I think he's a good coach. Man, that shocks me. How did I not know that about you? I have no idea. Well, we haven't really talked about Dana Holgerson. Holgerson. I don't That's hate crazy. Dana Holgerson. That's awesome. I don't hate Dana I Holgerson. I didn't know that. Dana That's Holgerson, amazing. I think, would be a guy that I could really sit down and have Tweet a beer with. Tweet that out later. But yeah, but everybody could. <laughs> I, I'll t- so I'm going to pick. It's not one of my gambling picks that I'm going to get The over under 77, seven. by the way, that may not be enough points here. Oh. But I, the fact you know, that it's I 11 a.m. I get scared. To, yeah, these early morning games scare me to bet those big overs. Uh, and there's no way on earth I could put honest money on the under. I just stay away. I'm going to be betting this game. It's not one of my gambling picks I'm giving out. I'm betting West Virginia on the road. I don't like taking, you know, going against home dogs. But I like Dana Holgerson a lot. I like Will Greer a lot. That Will Greer is fantastic. That dude is just a stud. He I is. I mean, he it, is. He's but got, this, this entire team is one injury away, not from being really good, from one me. injury away from a disaster. You're right, but, you know, there's probably a lot of teams like that. I yeah. mean, there aren't a whole lot of Georgias and Alabamas out there, Gary. That's true. That's true. How bad is Florida just hating life when they see, like, Will Greer in the Greer. Heisman conversation? Uh, I mean, that was yeah, your guy. That was your guy, and, and Jim McElwain told him, like, no, you're good, you can go. We Felipe Franks is going to take your job, sir. That's the most ridiculous. I, I don't even know how to. We'll move on from there. Number Game number five, South Carolina at Kentucky. It may not be a huge national game, but in the SEC, this it's is a massive game. Uh, Kentucky is a one and a half point favorite. I think they're a one point favorite now at Samstown. Over under is 50 and a half. 6.30 p.m. Saturday, SEC Network at Kroger Field in Lexington, Kentucky. Kentucky has won four straight in this series. 
They are on fire right now. Mark Stoops has got this thing rolling. Kentucky's averaging 269 rushing yards per game, 6.2 yards per carry. South Carolina, even with only getting 50-something rushing yards against Georgia, they're averaging 196 rushing yards per game and 5.6 yards per carry. Uh, South Carolina averages 279 passing yards per game. Are they going to be able to stretch the field against Kentucky? That is the question. Like, the person that's going to have to play well in this game for them to win will be Jake Bentley. And he Debo. is the most important. Like, and, and, and Debo. Debo. Yeah, Debo's no, Like, literally, they, they're they one of those teams. They're, they're one injury away from being a disaster. Yeah. But in that situation, though, if, if Debo Samuels is, is healthy and Jake Bentley is upright, I think they can absolutely stretch the field and – take some pressure off of the the front seven. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and they are going to need to do it because Kentucky's line has been dominant. The, yeah. You're going to have to get the ball out quick against these dudes. Uh, I, I kind of lean South Carolina here, but I think that I'm incredibly biased. I'm not going to bet this one. Well, I'm, um, this is a gambling pick of mine. Okay, well, leave but it alone. But it's, but, it's, but it's all heart, little brain. Little, little brain. Little I'm going, brain. I'm going with my guy. Let's talk some honorable mentions. We'll go on through the uh, the Thursday and Friday games. North Carolina at Miami. Miami's a 19-point favorite on Thursday night, 7 p.m. ESPN. Metrics have that lined up about right. 19 points. Uh, look, Miami, other than the LSU game, like they've been giving up 80 yards rushing a game. Uh, they should stomp North Carolina. Friday night, Memphis minus 14 at Tulane, 7 p.m. ESPN 2. My metrics have this as, like, it should be about a 10-point line, not 14. There's no way I'd be betting Memphis. The way they looked on the road at Navy scares me on is this team going to travel well. Well, the the issue is at Navy it was raining, and it's supposed to be really nice in New Orleans on Friday night. So It could be the rain. It could be they're not a good road team. It could be. I don't know. Like, I, I would stay away from it, but... You know, the metrics do say Tulane. Bet Tulane. Yeah, it, it does say bet Tulane. Um, but last year it said bet Tulane because the, the metrics said like six points different from That's the right. spread, and Memphis blew them out of the water. Uh, Friday night again, UCLA at Colorado. Colorado, a 10.5-point favorite. That is at 8 p.m. on Fox Sports 1, FS1, whatever they call it now. Uh, Chip Kelly's team just looks confused and I can't, I awful. I can't figure out some of these first-year coaches uh, but But I will say this, 10.5 looks like a lot for Colorado. Like, it, they, they don't right. score a lot anyway. Should, should they be 10.5-point favorites to anybody? I don't know. I'd probably I'd probably stay away from that one. Um, let's talk about uh, other honorable mentions. BYU at Washington. Washington's an 18-point favorite. If BYU wins this game, they have to get credit for going on the road Playing all these big boy teams, they went into Wisconsin. They're going into Washington. They're playing anybody who will take them on. Yeah, they're scared of no one. You are correct. Uh, another interesting game: Oregon minus three and a half at Cal. Oregon coming off that heartbreaking loss. Uh, this 9:30 p.m. on FS1 Saturday night. Iowa State at TCU minus ten and a half. Metrics say to bet Iowa State. This yeah, should be about a seven that, point that line. Shouldn't be that big of a number. Uh, that's 6 p.m. ESPNU. Saturday, again, 6 p.m. on ESPN2, Virginia Tech at Duke. Duke is a six-point favorite. 
Boy, people jumped off that West or that Virginia Tech bandwagon quick, didn't they? Yeah, it's Josh Jackson going down really changed them. That yeah. is in my gambling picks. Uh, Ole Miss at LSU. LSU is an 11.5 point uh, uh, favorite. They opened up 13.5. It is now 11.5 at Samstown. That's 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. And one of my favorite and a, a gambling pick of mine, Army at Buffalo is actually pretty interesting. It's 11 a.m. CBS Sports Network. Buffalo absolutely ran roughshod through Rutgers last week. Uh, they are like the G5 darlings right now. They're undefeated. Army, close loss at Oklahoma last week, 28-21 in overtime. Lots of uh, lots of fun football this weekend. Army at Buffalo. Let's say, hey, I'm going to be watching Pay-per-view. <laughs> That's, no, it's CBS that Sports is, Network. That is made week. for TV right Believe there. that. All right, that is our college football big game previews for week five. You can bet on any of these games at any of the sports books down in Tunica. Go check them out, tunica.com, tunicatravel.com. Good gracious. And you can get our picks over at winningcureseverything.com. <laughs> College football gambling picks, week number five. That's right, that's right. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can bet on any of these games that we are about to talk about at any of their six sports books. Fitz Sportsbook is opening up this Friday, September 28th, 11 a.m. We will be there. We will be having a good time with all of our buddies down there. Gary Parrish from CBS Sports will be there as well. Uh, the other sports books in town, Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot, and, of course, the sports book at the Fitz. You can get more information over at tunicatravel.com. You can get our picks over at winningcureseverything.com. You can also put in your picks into our football picks contest at winningcureseverything.com. Go sign up this week. The prize is pretty magnificent. Two-night stay at Samstown, $100 dining certificate to Twain Steakhouse, and $50 in free slot play our winner last week got a two-night stay at Hollywood, along with $50 free slot play. That was Tim D. from South Carolina. He went 9-1. and one. All, all he needed was the Cowboys to cover, and he would have had a perfect week. He was the only one that went 9-1. and one. We did have a couple 8-2s. Just fade Jason Garrett. Believe that. Believe that. So, yeah. Sign up. Go do it. Let's jump into this thing. You want to go first? You want me to? Uh, or here. Let's talk about this. We both went 3-4 and four last week. Not yep. great weeks. No. Wasn't wasn't disastrous, but I'm 14, 13, and 1 so far on the year. You're 13, 14, and 1. I got a feeling we're getting it back, though. We're coming back this week. We got this thing rolling. We we never stay down for long. You and I always end up about mm, 9, 10, 11, 12 games over 500 by the end of the season. It's coming. I'm telling you, we're about to hit our streak. We're about to hit the stride. It's tough to bet on these opening games like the first three four weeks we rolling into week five now rolling into week five i'm gonna do my, my I'm, I'm doing first how's it i'm rolling away. first first game army i got him at plus nine right now the lines that we are using are from samstown down in tunica this week line right now is plus eight army plus nine at buffalo saturday 11 a.m cbs sports network army averages over 40 minutes time of possession per game they are converting 52 percent on third down Buffalo only converts 40% on third down. Buffalo gave up an average of 5.62 yards per play versus Temple and Eastern Michigan. Those are the two toughest teams they played. They're getting hype right now. Buffalo is for thrashing Rutgers last week, 42-13. Look, Army is 7-3 against the spread since last season as an underdog. 
The metrics say that this should only be Buffalo minus one and a half. They are over a touchdown favorite. Take Army plus the eight right now. Go to your bookie. Go to go to Tunica. Go wherever you need to and get money on this right now. Army plus eight. Roll with it. So I, for some reason, enjoy taking these big teams, these top four or five teams in the country, and betting against them when they lay these big, big numbers. I don't know why you do that, man. <laughs> I haven't done bad. No, no, you you, you bet against Alabama last week. Covered the covered... A&M game. I covered uh, against Ohio, Oklahoma. I covered against Ohio State. Yeah, you've done all right. I'm doing terrible. Hey, I'm going to cover against Clemson. <laughs> Syracuse. <laughs> Plus 23 and a half coming down to Clemson. Is it 23 and a half now? Well, that's what Keep I got. Looking. I don't know what numbers you're putting. I didn't, I it's 22 and a half at Samstown. I didn't get that sheet. I'm, I'm sorry. Not, I I'm not privy to the information that Gary's privileged I should have given you that. I, I got my buddies down in Tunica that provide that. Yeah, every they give they give Gary special treatment, just in case you are wondering, guys. <laughs> anyway, Syracuse. I, this Syracuse team is a lot of fun. Now, I know they beat up on a really bad Florida State team. But I think they're good. I think they're really talented. Confidence does amazing I, things. I absolutely believe that. I think they think they belong in the ACC. I believe them. I know they took a beating last week, but Boston College, these guys are are taking that next step to say, "Hey, we're here. You know, we're we're a part of this conference too, and 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 we're pretty good." Okay. Now, are they Clemson good? Probably not. Are they going to? Go into Clemson and and pull off an upset? Probably not. Can they cover twenty two points? I think so. Probably. I think they can score on Clemson. I think they can hold Clemson's off. Off Clemson obviously has got some issues at the quarterback position going on right now. A little bit of drama that's never fun. That's never good. I really like the Syracuse team a lot. What What do you think Clemson's going to do if uh, if Trevor Lawrence comes out and he's not good? Like, are they going to put Kelly Bryant back in the game? Yeah, I think so. I mean, would would like Bryant? I know is a good teammate and whatnot, but man, like, I'd almost be like, you know, what, screw well, you, there man. Was a, there was a report today that he talked to Dabo about transferring, so I think he's trying to transfer. I mean, it's it's only been what four games for him. Yeah, that's right. So if that's the case, like, holla at your boy. Like, I if I got a year left, yeah, and don't play me anymore. That's right. Like, if if I'm not your guy, don't play me. So, I can understand it. I, I like Syracuse. I think without the quarterback drama, I would take them at 22, 23 points. Um, with, with the it, quarterback drama, yeah. Yeah. So Game number two for me, Oregon at Cal. I got them at plus three and a half. That is what the line is right now. Cal at home, Saturday, 9.30 p.m., FS1. The metrics, my metrics, say that Cal should be a two-point favorite in this game. Now, I said before the season that I love the fact that Cal is coming off of a bye and Oregon just had to deal with Stanford at home and the fact that it was such an emotional loss, just heartbreaking at home, uh, makes you question everything, right? Like, those are the kind of losses like, man, if we had done this different, if we had done this different. Like, look, the deal is Cal is 8-3 and three against the spread as an underdog under second-year coach Justin Wilcox. Oregon gave up 7.96 yards per play to Stanford. Cal is going to take advantage of the big play capabilities that they've got. Look, Cal loves to just run in the mud, run in the mud, and then, bam, before you even know what hits you, they're going to find a way to score. And I think they're going to do this all day against Oregon. I don't expect them to blow Oregon out. That's not what I'm saying. But I think Cal at home 
has the edge. They've got the emotional edge right now. I'm taking Cal to win this game straight up. And I almost took Oregon in my gambling picks. I really did. Because, you know, I like taking these teams that come off these big losses like that. Oh, yeah. Because I think it refocuses them. I think they're going to have the best practice week of practice. The only reason I didn't, this is a 9.30 kickoff, Pac-12 after dark. Oh, yeah. I'm not taking a road team, Pac-12 after dark. I'm just not doing it. Believe that. It has bit me in the ass way too many times. Well, the fact that I got I them. I cannot do it. The fact that I got them at at more than a field goal. Yeah. I mean, that, that made me feel even better. Just scary. Just scary. My next game, look, I'm not giving up on you, Fuente. I know that was a bad <laughs> loss to the Monarchs, okay? Listen, we're going to write this ship. We're going to make this okay. I know Josh Jackson's gone, all right? He ain't coming back this week. Don't know when he'll be back, but we got to figure this thing out, okay? We're in this together. Everybody's off the boat. It's just you and me. I'm in it with you. Duke, got to go to Duke. Don't know that that's the craziest place in the world to play. It's not. Even even though they're really good, they're ranked, they're undefeated. And I thought about taking Duke in this, but, like, they're, they're playing their backup quarterback because Daniel Jones is out. Uh, he's got a broken collarbone. And I still don't know what to make of this new quarterback, and they they haven't exactly had to play anybody. That's that's the problem. Is I don't know what that. Anyway, I stayed away from it. I think this Vatek defense is going to be so fired up after the complete debacle that was Saturday night. Yeah, they yeah. gave up like seven hundred yards to the Monarchs. Okay, this is ridiculous. I think they're going to come out. I think Fuente's got these guys head on right. This is the most focused week of practice. This is exactly what I said about the Oregon game. If it wasn't Pac-12 after dark. What would you get Duke at? I got him at five. Five? Okay. I got yeah, Vitek plus five. This is, uh, let's see, Samstown has them Vitek plus five and a half. So you get a hook, doesn't matter. It's right there in the Vegas zone. It's it's less than a touchdown. It's more, more than, than a field, field goal. goal. Yeah. Uh, game number three for me, UTEP at UT San Antonio. People are going to look at this and be like, what in the hell are you doing? What channel is this on? This is on ESPN Plus. You got to buy the extra package to be able to watch this one. Saturday at six PM, ESPN Plus. Uh, go sign up for your free trial. They'll give you a, a month for free. So go check that thing out. It's only five dollars a gonna month. You have college students Facebook Live in this game. That's and how you're going to have to watch this. That's pretty much it. The metrics say that UT San Antonio should be a seventeen and a half point favorite. Look, UTEP is one and three against the spread. UT San Antonio is zero and four against the spread. UTSA has improved their rushing yardage every week. They are staying around 3.6 yards per carry. Look, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Both teams are really bad. And it, it, one of my rules is like that you don't bet on bad teams. But I picked this game solely because of the metrics. The line is off by more than seven points. Seven points. It says that UTSA should be a 17-and-a-half point favorite. Do we know that line is off? Do we know anything no, about we, those teams? We don't know anything I don't other think than the metrics can read these teams at all because they just have no clue. Here's the deal. I've been pretty successful with my numbers. That's good. Keep doing it. That's, if I'm not they are, if it saying. is seven points difference, it tells me I'm going to be people, jumping all over. The people making the numbers don't know what they're doing. It's entirely possible. Either way, UTSA minus ten. Go jump on that bad boy. I think the line is actually 11 right now. Doesn't matter. If you they, can get it under two touchdowns. It's not on that sheet. Roll with that. No, it is. It is. U- keep, keep rolling. On there. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. UTSA minus 11. Yep. Game number three. University of Central Florida. 
I knew you were going to roll. I until, knew it. I knew until it. somebody, until they either make the line bigger than 14 or somebody holds them to less than taking a butt whipping more than two touchdowns. Mackenzie Melton. I am going to be betting University of Central Florida every week like clockwork. Last week, I, I the number was too big, so I didn't put them in my gambling picks. What, what do you think the props? put in? a lot of money on it, and I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, I know I didn't do great in our gambling picks, but I got tickets to cash to say that Big Daddy made some money. Okay. Uh, if if you had a better prop, how many touchdowns do you think Mackenzie Melton would have this weekend? Oh, a lot. Do you think, think it's a like lot. over five and a half, it's over a, under five if, and a half? If you, if you put it at five, I would take the over. If you put it at six, I'd think about it and take the over. Yeah, I could believe that. I think they're just one of the most exciting teams to, to play, to watch in, in college football. And Pitt just Pitt, got beat by, by North Carolina. Yeah, Pitt's not real good. They're, they're not. They're a complete shell of themselves and uh i don't know i don't know what you got to do to get this number over 14 but every time i keep looking they're they're more than they're less than 14 point favorites and they beat everybody by two touchdowns or more this one's got central florida minus 15 you still take 15 15? yeah i'd take them at 15 i got them at 13 and a half okay yeah it's it's 15 at samstown right now how how do you think you would go like 17 because it's probably going to get on up there. I might I might take him at three touchdowns. Whew, good gracious. Game number four for me, West Virginia at Texas Tech. Look, the line right now is four. I jumped on it early. I got it at three and a half. People love West Virginia right now, and that's fine. Saturday, 11 a.m., ESPN2. My metrics have Texas Tech favored by two points at home. Texas Tech is 23rd in the country with 30 tackles for loss. West Virginia's 20th with 31 tackles for loss. Both defenses are improved. This is West Virginia's first road game. They have not played a single threatening pass attack this entire season. Texas Tech is going to put everything on them. I am all about this. Alan Bowman, man, I'm rolling with him. I love Texas Tech here. I think they're going to win the game outright. I told you earlier, I'm taking, I'm going to be betting on Dana Holgerson. That's fine. That's okay. In the Musketeers. <laughs> is that in, is that your gambling pick? No, that's not my okay. gambling pick. Not, I, I said earlier out. in the picks that it's not my gambling pick. Give me Will Muschamp. Give me Will Muschamp. I know that Kentucky has looked unbelievable. And Kentucky at home has looked even better. And Kentucky has won four straight against South Carolina. I don't care. Give me Will Muschamp. Give me Debo Samuels taking the top off the defense. Scoring on this defense, opening the game up for the run game. They're going to take over. They're going to play good defense. It's going to be a low-scoring game. But I, I'm i going with the Gamecocks. I'm way too high on them before the season. I'm not getting up that train yet. They got one bad loss of the whole season. That is, that, that's, to, that's to Georgia. That's Georgia's it. a different level. That's different. That's just different. Yeah. Kentucky's not Georgia. They're going to win this game. They're going to finish second in the in the East. Now, you brought up Georgia. So, I'm going to talk about Georgia State. Oh. <laughs> Louisiana Monroe at Georgia State. Georgia State is a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. I think the line might be eight right now, uh, at least at Samstown. It's eight. Uh, Saturday, 1 p.m., another ESPN Plus game. Woohoo! My metrics have ULM as only a one-point favorite in this game. The line is over a touchdown. Both teams have underperformed against Power 5 competition. 
Uh, they are very average against G5 competition. Georgia State being at home behind quarterback Dan Ellington, they should keep this within a touchdown easily. I love this game. Georgia State, Georgia State, plus seven and a half. Roll with it. The line I got for South Carolina earlier was two. Doesn't matter what the number is. If they're catching points, they're going to win the game. It's uh, it's one at Samstown That's according the, to uh, the sheet. Now, obviously, the lines, the, the lines will change. Go up and talk to the attendant. That's all you got to do. Just don't be shy. Go tell them, hey, I want this team. Pull up one of these sheets here. Tell them, hey, I want number da 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 da. Can you tell me what that updated line is? They will fill you in on what's up. We'll we'll roll with it. All right. So you know how I like betting on teams coming off of bad losses because I think it focuses them. Okay. Well, that's that's there's a caveat that I like betting on good teams coming off of bad losses. Are we getting back into another one of your picks? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Because you just had one. No, I did uh, Georgia, did Georgia State, 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 and then oh yeah, I did. Show. Go ahead. I'm sorry. My bad, y'all. Skip me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A bad team coming off a bad loss. I'm just fine. Just keep kicking them until they show you they're alive. Give me my boy, Jeff Brom. Give me the guys at Purdue going into Cornhusker Stadium, going into Nebraska. They're going to whip their butt. I'm laying four. I don't care. I think Jeff Brom's got this thing figured out. I got it. I think they got it rolling. They had three bad losses before they finally got a W. And I just don't think Nebraska – has got any life at all. I mean, if you put Nebraska and and UCLA and Florida State all in a stadium and threw a football in the middle of it and said, just somebody show me something. Yeah, I, this one, I yeah, yeah Samstown's got over. Purdue minus three. I'll take three. I'll take four. <laughs> like, I take a touchdown. I think I think Jeff Brom has got it rolling. The games they lost, they have lost by so little. They were in every one of those three, games. They were 0-3 with all their losses, a combined eight points. Yeah, I was about to say, it was almost yeah. less than a touchdown. Yeah, eight points. That was it. A little more than a touchdown. It's uh, crazy. Crazy. I, I love Purdue, and I'm going to keep fading Nebraska until they show me they have any life at all. Game number six for me, Old Dominion at East Carolina. East Carolina minus seven. Samstown's got it at five and a half. I don't care. Look, Saturday, 2.30 p.m., ESPN 3. You gotta have to, you're going to have to stream this one. Old Dominion's win against Vitek at home. That gave us a very favorable line. ECU should be favored by 11, 12 points. ODU gave up. They not gave up. They give up every game. Over 500 yards a game. Over 35 points a game. ECU beat up on an ACT team way before ODU did. Way before that. Because they, they stomped on uh, on North Carolina like three weeks ago. Uh, ECU is going to score a ton of points. Those are not the same ACC now, teams, by the way. Now that just, there is film on Larusa, I don't think that ODU is going to be able to keep up in this ball game. East Carolina will score at will. Take East Carolina minus the seven, or at Samstown minus five and a half. That's a much better line there. Uh, but it, I don't think it matters. East Carolina is going to win this by double digits. Won't even be close. My next to last pick, going to back to one of the big games. Give me the Iris going up against Stanford. I think Notre Dame has got their quarterback. Book it. Book is the man. He's going to be the guy. I think this offense is about to open up. They're going to spread it out. I got him at four and a half. That's exactly what Sam Stanford okay. does. That's what, I, that's what I had that earlier today. Stanford is winning these games ugly. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't trust them. Now, I know Notre Dame hadn't looked great against Vanderbilt. They hadn't looked great against Wake Forest, 
But but those two teams are normally bad, being a lot better the last couple of years. Well, not last year, Vanderbilt. But Wake Forest is, is, is not your same old Wake Forest team. Man, I, I think this Notre Dame team's figuring it out. Everybody has shut down Bryce Love. I have no reason to see why Notre Dame won't as well. Um, I, I can't figure that out for the life of me. But all they have to do is contain Stanford. I think they can do that. That defense has played pretty well. Um, I don't know, man. I, I like Notre Dame a lot. I don't normally – I'm not a Brian Kelly fan as a person, as a coach. He's a pretty good coach. I'm taking the home team. I can roll with it. Uh, my last game, Temple at Boston College. Temple plus 14 at Boston College. Saturday, 11 a.m., ESPNU. Again, my metrics. Uh, they say that uh, this should be about a six-point line. The last two games, Temple's only given up 3.76 yards per play. They shut down Maryland. Nobody else has been able to shut down Maryland. Uh, they are averaging 5.31 yards per play in the last two. Boston College showed last week that they can be schemed out. Purdue held them to only 229 yards total offense and 3.63 yards per play. Now, they did have turnovers in that game. Temple has been creating some turnovers this year. Look, I know it sounds crazy. I'm not going to come out and say the Temple is going to win the ball game, but I think they will be fired up for this one. They're going to keep it closer than the 14-point line easily. You got me one more? Last one. I'm going down. My boy O. In Baton Rouge. Got the old Miss coming in town. I got 12 is the number I found. I don't know what it is at Samstown, but uh, I think they're going to be fired up for 12 this 12 at Samstown. Ole Miss has kind of played some of their weaker opponents real close. The one good opponent, you got to throw that game out because nobody's playing Alabama close. LSU, and the win over Texas Tech is a little deceiving because that's not the same Texas Tech that, that is playing right now. Well, that that's the one thing that, that – threw me off, and I wanted to stay as far away as I can because I normally don't like putting my team in my gambling picks. But I just don't care. I think O's got something to prove. I think this Ole Miss offense is rolling. I think they got to figure it out. And I absolutely think this defense is going to be able to contain Ole Miss. Those receivers are big. Outside of Alabama, nobody's shutting those guys down. So Ole Miss is going to score. Yeah. Okay. But I think I think LSU can hit the quarterback. I think we can get to the quarterback. And and I, I Kent think, State had them had them wrapped up pretty good last week. Yeah. I think LSU can definitely shut them down. Oh no, yeah. our pressure is going to be a whole lot different than what Kent State put on them. I agree with that. So I'm get, I'm going with my boy. Oh, I don't like to take them. I wish it wasn't as big of a number over a touchdown. It's twelve. Okay, doesn't matter. Beat him by two touchdowns. I can get down with that. That's all right, we're giving you all the information you need to go be a winner. Head down to Tunica. Get some action down on your favorite plays. As always, visit uh, tunicatravel.com for more information. Go get our picks over at winningcureseverything.com. Enter the picks contest. Roll that thing. (laughs) NFL Best Game Previews Week Number 4 brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can visit any of their six sportsbooks opening this weekend, this Friday, September 28th. Sportsbook at the Fitz. Fitz Casino, 11 a.m. We will be down there, along with Gary Parrish from CBS, along with uh, several other friends of ours. Come down and visit. Hang out with us. Uh, let's uh, let's jump into the games. Um, no, let's talk about the Picks Contest. Go, go enter the Picks Contest. If you haven't entered, what are you doing? It's free. It's free. 
All you got to do is put in a name and an email. Like, good gracious. We're not going to spam you. Yeah, I, I promise. You you might get one email a week from us telling you to, hey, go join the, the Pigs Contest because you can win some pretty cool prizes. This week, two-night stay at Sam's Town in Tunica, along with a $100 dining certificate to uh, Twain Steakhouse, $50 free slot play. Go check that thing out. Football Picks Contest on winningcureseverything.com. It's right there on the homepage. Go check it out. Uh, from there, last week, Tim D., Nine and one, played pretty well. He he did. He was the best of all of us, and he is uh, he's in South Carolina. He'll be joining us in Tunica pretty soon. Let's talk about the big games. We got we got some pretty good ones this week. Oh yeah, and and for once, the Thursday night, Monday night, and Sunday night games are like prime time, prime time, big time the games. N- the NFL has been doing so much better at getting good games this past week. Thursday night, Sunday night. And 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 Monday night. Yeah, all real good games. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's jump into the first one. Thursday night's game: the Vikings at the Rams. Now, this would be a lot bigger had the Vikings taken care of business last week, but they didn't. The Rams, however, have done everything they're supposed to do. Rams at Samstown right now. By the way, lines this week from Samstown down in Tunica. Uh, Rams are a six and a half point favorite. The over under is forty nine. Thursday, seven twenty p.m. First game on Fox. First Thursday night game on Fox. It's at the Coliseum in L.A. Vikings. Look, the over ten backers for the Vikings, like myself, they need this win. They are currently one one and one. The Rams' only real defensive weakness seems to be their run defense. They're giving up five yards per carry. I don't know that the Vikings can take advantage of that without Dalvin Cook playing. Dalvin Cook should be back. You think he'll be back this yeah. week? He was literally he was said to be sitting out last week in preparation for this week. That's what I I wondered whether or not the Vikings were caught looking ahead. Yeah, I mean that that's I really that's possible. I really thought that against Buffalo. Um the Vikings need to reassure, or reassert themselves. Right? Because they, they I mean, they've let some stuff get away from them here the past few weeks. This would be the stage to do it. The Rams, however, look pretty unstoppable right now. Uh, Sean McVay is a different kind of beast, but if anybody was going to stop him, I think it might be Mike Zimmer. I'll agree with that. How, how do you feel about this game? All right, so I, 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 I think the way the, the Bills got to the Vikings was putting pressure on Kirk Cousins. Yeah. They shut down the run, and they put pressure on Cousins, and Cousins did not handle the pressure very well at all. The Rams... Can't stop the run and haven't pressured anybody. They're 29th in the league in sacks right now. That's that's not good. No. No, it's not. I know that they look like world beaters. I think this defense is going to be ready for that offense. I don't know that they can stop them. I don't know that they can even slow them down. But I would venture to say this is going to be a more high, higher scoring game than, um, than, than we would suggest. All right, so you would suggest going over the 49. Ooh, I didn't realize it was going to be almost 50 points. I don't know about that. I mean, at that point, you're talking 27-23 gets you the over. I think the Vikings are going to slow down. Oh, I think they though. are, too. I think they are, too. Um, I mean, I wouldn't touch that over-under. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I wouldn't. I'm not taking the 50 on a Thursday night. Over-unders and Thursdays are usually go under. Yeah. Um, this is in my gambling picks, so... Go check out the Gambling Picks video, and I'll give you my pick on this one. Uh, Mine, let's, too. 
Really? Okay, okay. Dolphins at Patriots is game number two. Patriots a seven-point favorite. The over-under is 47.5. This is Sunday, noon, CBS. It's in Foxborough. Patriots defensive numbers? Bad. Horrible. 143 rushing yards a game. They're giving up 4.7 yards per carry. 263 passing yards per game. 6.9 per pass attempt. I mean, it's it's real bad. It's it's not good. The Dolphins are three and zero. The Pats are one and two. If the Dolphins win this, they have. I mean, they're if, in the driver's seat for the AFC. East. They, they've effectively got a three and a half game lead in the AFC East after four weeks. Absolutely, they do. Uh, the Pats have not been one and two since 2012. Now, is this a legit problem, or or will the Patriots get it corrected like they always do? Well, okay. If the Dolphins win this game, I don't know that one doesn't mean the other is still not okay. I think I think the Dolphins can win. I think the Patriots can lose this game and still be able to get it corrected. They've got to do some things in the offensive line to be a little better. I think they got to make a defensive move bad, and I don't know what that move is. That's, Bill, they always seem to find out Bill what it us, is. But. Bill usually makes four or five moves in the middle of the season. That makes his team totally different at the end of the year than where they were at the beginning of the year. Do you think it was a mistake letting the players go that he let go this offseason? Well, no. The the left tackle soldier that they let go, they didn't just let him go. They made a hell of an offer at him, and the Giants made a bigger one. Houston made a bigger one, and the Am- Giants out, outpaid them. So, Amendola? Yeah, Amendola. God, I know – yeah, Tom would really like to have Amendola. Let, let me tell you what, what we would really like to have. We'd really like to have somebody that you draft in the first round that could be worth a damn. That's that's what, as a Patriots <laughs> fan, I'd like to have. The the guard that we drafted to play, to play tackle out for the season, not going to see him. Don't know how good of a tackle he's going to develop to be. And Sony Michelle has, has not looked good. Has been a complete disappointment. Yeah. Tom does not trust him at all, and I will tell you this. he won't. He's going to have to do all that he does from running the football because he's not catching another ball from Tom. If you think that he's going to be the back that's going to get catches out of the backfield, that, that stopped Sunday unless something drastic changes. I mean, it, it looks – I don't – Tom doesn't have a single receiver out there that he trusts. It's not Gronk. And if you watch what the defenses are doing – they're no longer double teaming Gronk. They are triple teaming him, and they're yeah. saying, "Get us with somebody else." And yeah. and he can't. He doesn't trust Dorsett. He doesn't. He doesn't trust any anybody else. He doesn't trust Hogan. No. Nobody else. It it's this is as bad as it has looked. Like it is, it is bleak. It is bleak in Foxborough. Uh, with that said, however, I mean, would you take the Patriots minus seven this week? I'm not touching this game. That's it. it this is the kind of game that Belichick normally gets it right and comes back. And You're right. This is the on to Cincinnati game. Yeah. This is the everybody's counting us out, and we're going to go home to Foxborough, and we're going to get this right. Yeah. And 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 are the Dolphins really a 3-0 and team? Are they a 4-0 and team? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. That defense, it ain't getting better between now and Sunday. No, you get that right. And that offensive line, they're not either. Game number three, the Bucks at the Bears. Now, at the beginning of the season, this might not have been a highlighted oh, game. An unwatchable game. But right now, oh, it's a great game. This is a great game. Bears, it's the most exciting player in football, and the other most exciting player in football. Line at Samstown right now, 
Bears minus three. The over-under is 46.5. Sunday, 12 p.m. on Fox, Soldier Field. Like the Bucks are averaging over 400 yards passing per game. The Bucks' biggest defensive weakness is their secondary. I don't know that the Bears can take advantage of that. No, Mitch Trubisky is just he's not he's not good. This is going to be exciting when Tampa Bay has the ball. Yeah, that's when this is going to be exciting. You've got Khalil Mack going against Ryan Fitzpatrick. How crazy is that? But that's that's the matchup that everybody wants to see. It's a matchup I want to see, and I think you're going to, get to see a lot. Yeah. I don't think the Bears are going to be keeping the no, ball I think a whole the Bears lot. Bears are going to punt a lot. They uh they they showed last week against the Cardinals that they may not quite be ready for prime time, or or it might just be that they uh they will play down to whatever level of competition they're playing against. That's a team that might want to trade for Tyrod Taylor. The Bears? Yeah. You really don't like Trubisky, huh? I don't think Trubisky's going to be very good. He he has not looks, looked. It. He looks lost. Yeah, he does. And now part of that might be Matt Nagy's offense. No, the um, offense is fine. He he can't make decisions. Guys are open. Yeah. And he can't when he has to make decisions, he's not making good clean throws. No, he's he's really not. It's I mean, they're having to make a hell of a move on the ball to make the catch. Yeah. It's uh it's it's not great. Uh if you had this is in my gambling picks. Is it in yours? I don't remember. <laughs> I should remember. No. No, all right. Wait, which, from this one. which way are you leaning on this? No, if I had to bet, I'm. I, oh God, Bears are minus three. I think I'd have to take the Bucks. Okay. Okay. I don't. We, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But I just don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. I can. Uh, I can understand that. Uh, game number four: Ravens at the Steelers. Steelers minus three, over-unders 51. It's Sunday night, Sunday night football on NBC, 7.20 p.m. It's at Three River Stadium. The Ravens were impressive over the Broncos last week. Now, you bet the Broncos, so you you kept up with this at least a little bit. I did. I lost money on this game. The Steelers had their first win. It was at the Bucks on Monday night. Uh, the Ravens are only averaging 3.1 yards per carry rushing. Can the Steelers take advantage of the home field advantage? Like a Ravens win gives them a two-game lead in the AFC North. This is a massive game. Massive These game. two teams just flat out don't like each other. Looking up things about this. It wouldn't matter what the record was. It wouldn't matter no. anything that's going on. Like, obviously, Le'Veon Bell ain't coming back for this one. Sure. Uh, Antonio Brown got on the scoreboard. Fine. Like, he scored a touchdown. Uh, it seems like things are back to normal Let me tell you that. something that shocks me. Okay. The Ravens are fifth in scoring offenses. All of that is coming from that 47-point. Like, you think so? Yes, okay. because they only scored 23. When I, was, when I was looking through the numbers, I was like, that can't be right. They scored they 23 garbage points against the Bengals, and they scored 27 against the Broncos at home last week. Well, but the Broncos and the Bengals are, are decent defensive teams, though. Agreed. But I, I still don't th- like. Look, the Bengals had them dead to rights. Like You're it was, right. it was. No, they over. were in no no danger of losing. And that game. and they just came out and threw everything they had and and scored points late. Yeah. Right. So they scored twenty three points there. Uh, but against the Broncos, yeah, like at home, Sunday early game. You know, not a gambling pick of mine. I'll probably be betting it though. I'll be betting the Ravens every time these two teams play. I just take whoever's catching points. That makes sense. I, I think it's such an evenly matched game. If it's if it's not a pick 'em, if it's not a one point line, these are usually one point games. 
Yeah, I, I it, just one take, to three. I just take whoever's taking catching points. It, it would not surprise me if I can me. start off with a, with with a head start when the game starts. I think I'm going to be there at the end. It would not surprise me to see the Steelers win by three, like hit dead on the line. Yeah. Which, by the way, it's it's three at Samstown. So if you want that number, go grab that thing. Over under fifty one. Got to lean here. I mean, it, if if the Ravens are fifth in scoring offense and the Steelers are like seventh. what se- seventh? They're seventh. So I mean, like it it makes you think. I don't. But these two teams never play a fifty point game. No, they. I don't know. Have they ever played a fifty point game? I mean, this is usually like really low scoring. I mean, it, it's normally 21-17, both, both that kind of they, thing. And I don't know that they both either one of them hitting the twenties usually. I I, I would, would go under. I'd 51 take the under. easy. Yeah. Now I I'd be wrong. I've been wrong before. But but you if if you had to lean one way, you'd go the under. Oh, I'd go the under. Chiefs minus four and a half at the Broncos. This is game number five. It is the Monday night game. Over under is fifty five and a half. Monday, 7.15 p.m. ESPN. It's at Mile High Stadium. Showtime Mahomes on a Monday night. Look, they already won at the Chargers and at the Steelers. Uh, I don't know that traveling to Denver is going to be too scary. The Broncos looked great in week one. They were kind of eh in week two and just downright not good in week three. The question here is, can Case Keenum score enough points to keep up with the Chiefs? The Chiefs have won 17 of their last 19 division games here. Like, that is bonkers if you think about it. I think the Broncos are one of those teams that are a bad injury away from being really good. You love Chad Kelly. I do love Chad Kelly. Love Chad Kelly. I think he's the best quarterback on that roster. I can understand it. I think he is. I think he's the best quarterback. I think he'll give them excitement and fire. He's going to turn the ball over like young quarterbacks do. But – Case Keenum won't do that, and that's fine, but he's also going to be way more explosive than Case Keenum will Well, Case be. Keenum has been turning the football over a lot. Oh, I know. That, but okay. And if, and if he's going to be turning the football over – You might as well have the guy that can be explosive. Yeah. I just I, – I can't understand why they're still going with Case Keenum. I know they paid him all that money. That doesn't matter to me. Give me the Chiefs in this game. Until the Chiefs burn me, I'm just going to start betting the Chiefs. And I'm going to well, – and I have been. Yeah. I did in week one. And and I got right week two, I got right last week. I'm I'm gonna. It's not one of my gambling picks, but I'd, I'd take the Chiefs minus. I'll four have and money half. on the cheat code uh, until until they prove you wrong. That's right. Ride or tussie Buckshare, you don't ride at all. There you go. All right. Honorable mention games. We got three of them this week. Eagles minus three and a half at the Titans. Look, Titans. Like we talked about, Mike Vrabel in the uh, in the recap. I don't know what it is like. They should be losing these the, games. The over-under is like 40, 41. I mean, it's Yeah, it's low. it's really low, but, I mean, you'd almost expect it to go under. I expect all Titans games to go under. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, this game's in my gambling picks. Okay, we'll leave it alone then. Browns at the Raiders. Raiders minus two and a half. It's the Baker Mayfield show now. Uh, this game's in my gambling picks too. I no would doubt what I'm I, I would lean to the Raiders. I know, I know. That's if the only right because play. I, I would tell you this, that's the right play. Cleveland winning two games in a row back to back. The Raiders starting off zero and four. They're still pros. Like I, I get it. Everything in the world says the Raiders are going to cover this game easy. They should. I don't care. I've I've wasted money on dumber. <laughs> Last game of the honorable mentions: 
The Texans at the Colts. Colts is minus one and a half. Is this an pension game? I, I tossed it winless. in because it is a division game and because the Texans were expected to be pretty good this year. And, I mean, if they lose this game, they go to 0-4. They, there is no chance You know how we like to cross off teams? Oh, we, we crossed off the Texans two weeks ago. No, we didn't. We crossed off the Bills and the Cardinals. Oh, well, the Texans have been crossed off this week then. That's what I was going to ask. That's it. You lose at home to the Giants? Yeah. All right, next question. First coach fired. It's Bill O'Brien, right? Well, we did Bill O'Brien last week. I know that. It's still him. It's like, still nobody, Bill O'Brien. Nobody's taking that position. Nobody's taking that poll. No chance. I mean, you can't fire Gruden first year of a 10-year No, deal. it's still Bill O'Brien. He's he's 31 and 36 now overall. There's a part of me that wants to like, fire Anthony Lynn. Okay, I I know uh, the Chargers look, won't do it. They lost to the Chiefs and they lost to the Rams. I I'm know, not gonna. I'm but not, they look. They're still doing the same bull crap that they've always done. I agree. I agree. They they need to get it turned around. Uh, and this week will be a pretty good week to to try and do that against the 49ers without Jimmy G. Uh, but man, if CJ Bethard comes in there and and beats them, CJ Bethard, whatever. He ain't he ain't good. Bethard. Let me, all right, so. Let me get Actually, to this. He, was, he wasn't bad last year. Let me ask you this. We've gone over things you would change, okay? Now, I'm staying with my Tampa Bay and Miami. I was dead wrong. I wouldn't change anything else new. I'm going to ask you, Atlanta winning that division? Um, You still taking them with two divisional losses in the first three games? Both yeah. of them in Atlanta? No, they weren't. No, they weren't two divisional losses. No, one was uh, the Eagles. They beat the. the, okay, was, they beat the, yeah. the uh, no, I'm not changing that yet. Okay, I'll tell you what I am changing. All right, I had the Texans at 11 and five. Yeah, that's not good. I'm I'm definitely changing that. Okay. That's 100. percent I'm changing Wrong that. Wrong on that. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm with you, I'm with you on that. I had them winning some games. Yeah, you you had them you had them winning a lot. I think you had them like 10 and six. Yeah, probably. That's probably so. Close. I mean, we we all thought Deshaun Watson, even if he wasn't like other world, like he was for four games last year. Deshaun Watson, uh, second quarterback taken in fantasy football. That's just like this is why you don't take quarterbacks. But it's why you don't take second year quarterbacks. I don't take quarterbacks at all. My last, I tell you, a lot of people, my last, a lot of like people took Dak picks. Prescott for some reason. I don't yeah, know why in the world they do that. But I saw a stat today. We're gonna get out of here. We're gonna Ooh. wrap this up. Dak Prescott's numbers against Brock Osweiler's numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the exact same. Take the win loss away from them. Yards, touchdowns, interceptions, quarterback rating, they're all the same. All the same. Dang. We've given you all the information you need to be a winner. Head over to Tunica, get some action down on your favorite plays that we have given you. As always, you can visit tunicatravel.com for more information. You can get our picks over at winningcureseverything.com. That is the NFL big game previews for week four. <laughs> NFL Gambling Picks for week number four. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can uh, watch and wager on any of these games at any of Tunica's five, soon to be six, and it will be six this weekend. Incredible sports books, Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown, Hollywood, first jackpot, opening on Friday, 11 a.m., September the 28th. The sports book at the Fitz. We're going to be down there. Come down, hang out with us, shake our hand. Let me shake your hand for watching the video. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, by the way. Uh, Picks contest. Let's go on and jump into this. 
Go to winningcureseverything.com. Well, first, go to tunicatravel.com and check out all of the wonderful sports books and whatnot down in Tunica. And then go to winningcureseverything.com, hit that football picks contest. It's free to enter. Go check that thing out. This week, we are giving away a two-night stay at Samstown in Tunica, along with a $100 dining certificate to Twain Steakhouse and a $50 free slot play. And you can watch games. That's all I'm saying. You can go to you go to Samstown, get your hotel room, walk over to the sports book. You can hang out, watch games all day Saturday, all day Sunday, like whatever you want to do. Up to you, up to you. But the uh, the picks contest, winningcureseverything.com, up in the top right corner. Last week, Tim D from Hilton Head, South Carolina, he went nine and one. If you're gonna join this thing, you better bring your A game. Do some research. Nine and one is pretty strong. Nine and one is real strong, considering pretty everybody strong. else was terrible, terrible. So let's jump into the picks, uh, Chris. I'm gonna let you go first on this. Well, we both went three and two last week. I, I always forget to give the records. We it's went right. three. Both both of us went three and two last week. The week before, we both went three and two. First week, you went four and one, and I went three and two. So I'm nine and six right now. You are ten and five. We have not had a losing week yet. And I don't foresee that happening this week because I feel pretty good about some of my stuff. We Jump both in. got the same game. I have no idea which way you're going. I have a feeling I know which way you're leaning. So I'm going to go with that game. Thursday night football, Minnesota Vikings go to L.A. L.A. will have no home field advantage because they just don't come out to watch football. Vikings fans will go down there. They're going to support that team after that butt whipping they took in Minnesota. They're going to go to some nice warm weather. They're going to enjoy California. They're going to go to the game Thursday night. The Vikings are going to come alive in this game. This is what they were looking forward to. I got them as a live dog to win it. I will have money line money on it. I saw them at seven earlier. I took it at seven. Samstown, I think, has got them at six, six and a half. Samstown is six and a half for the Rams. I got them at seven as well. I'm taking the Vikings plus the, any number that I get. <laughs> Any number with a plus on it, I'm taking them because I think they can win the game. I got the Vikings at plus seven as well. Uh, I think they might have been caught looking ahead last week against the Bills. Uh, look, they let games against Green Bay and the Bills get away from them. They're sitting at 1-1-1. One, one, and one. They should be 3-0. and oh. The Rams haven't played a defense anywhere close to this one. I think Minnesota's going to come out live. Live yep. dog like you were talking about. I think they could win the game. Seven points seems like a lot right here. I know the Rams have looked unbeatable. The Rams have two weaknesses. Both of those weaknesses are things that you have to do to stop the Vikings. They can't stop the run. The Vikings, you got to stop the run. They can't pressure the quarterback. The Vikings, you got to pressure the quarterback. You can't do those two things. You can't beat the Vikings. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, so yeah, I've got the Vikings plus seven. You got the Vikings plus seven. What's uh, game number two for you? Going down to Arizona. And this is a hard pill to swallow. Some of these bad teams. But I like these rookie quarterbacks. You know I was really high on Josh Rosen. I think he's going to put some fire into this offense. They're plus three against Seattle. I don't think Seattle's a good football team. I definitely don't think Seattle's going to win a single game away from Seattle all year. I think Cardinals Dang. get their first W. They're not going to win a single game away from... No, if they finish 8-8, eight and eight, they win all the home games. That's just how it's going to go. Okay, okay. I think the Cardinals get the first W. I got them at plus three. I think they win the game. 
I like the it. first win. Money line for that is plus 150 if you want the Cardinals on the money line, by the way. According to Samstown. Game number one for me, Buffalo plus 10 at the Packers. I know. You're riding this Sean McDermott train. I, I know that I said I was not going to bet on the Bills until they showed me something. Well, they showed me something against the Vikings. They looked good. Uh, confidence can do amazing things. And last week provided plenty of that for the Bills. All of my metrics say that this should be about a three to four point line. Green Bay got humbled last week. The Packers only run for 89 yards a game. Buffalo only gives up 80 yards rushing a game. Like, I think Buffalo can slow this team down. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is right right now. And we've talked about that for weeks. And he's still found a way to come out and play well against the Vikings and come out and beat the Bears. But they have not been world beaters. And I don't think that they are going to be able to cover 10 points against another NFL team. I just don't buy it. Think Buffalo's feeling good about themselves? Give me give me the Bills plus 10. Going down Dallas. Ooh. I'm going to fade Jason Garrett until Jerry Jones fires his ass. <laughs> that's this year. That's next year. That's the year after. As long as he's on the sidelines clapping those hands, I'm going the other way. The Lions got their mojo back. They got some swagger back. Matt Patricia finally showed those guys, hey, don't be soft. When I get on your butt – when I make you run, when I yell and scream, I do things that, that the old coaches didn't do. You can't get mad about that. You just got to get better. Yeah. And winning's fun. And beating up on New England Patriots, that's fun. That is fun. You're going to go to Dallas, you're going to beat up on Jerry Jones. You're going to beat up on a bad Cowboys team, a real bad Cowboys team. I agree with that. They're plus three. They're going to win that game. Yeah, you like these dogs, don't you? Yes. You're taking a lot of road dogs, yes. though. Uh, I'm just taking dogs. All I, points. I can understand it. Game number two, or three for me, Texans at the Colts. I got the Colts minus two. Until the Texans stop making absolutely terrible mistakes, I'm going against them, uh, especially at a division rival. The Colts are only giving up 4.1 yards per run, 6.5 yards per pass attempt. The Colts are 2-1 and one against the spread. Texans are 0-3. Uh, look, my metrics say the Colts should be four-point favorites. Texans are giving up 7.9 yards per pass attempt. Andrew Luck is going to have a huge game here. I like the Colts less than a field goal. I mean, give me a break here. All right. Take another dog. (laughs) Home team, Tennessee Titans. Told you earlier, if you listen to the podcast, you've already heard this. The Titans are going to be ugly in every game. Yes. I know Wentz is back. I think the Eagles are going to get better with Wentz being back. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. When you play Mike Vabel, he is going to pull you down into the garbage. <laughs> you're going to leave there. You might win the game. You're going to be bleeding. You're going to stink like ass. It's going to be bad. <laughs> Everything about your life is going to hate. Even if you get the W, I get, the, I get plus four. The combination between Blaine Gavert, Marcus Mariota will be enough to get field goals. I, I like the Titans. All right, Samstown has got a three and a half. You still like a three and a half? Yeah, that's just that's just all the local people betting the Titans too. That's fine. <laughs> that doesn't matter to you. I'm going to bet most people aren't going to get it at three and a half because nobody in the country is betting this Titans team. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Jets at the Jaguars. Game number four for me. I got the Jags minus seven and a half. Look, the Jags basically rode in a win. They just overlooked the Titans, which is ridiculous to do against a division rival. Uh, but I also think that the Titans kind of own Jacksonville. I said that earlier. I think the Titans own Jacksonville. Um, but the Jags got embarrassed last week. 
Like, that's not a team that they should be losing to if they're going to be a Super Bowl contender this year. Sam Darnold, a rookie, going against this Jags defense. Uh, this is going to account for defensive touchdowns. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Uh, the Jags will be looking to prove a point after last week. Both teams are only giving up 5.5 uh, yards per pass attempt. So I think this is going to come down to the running game. I trust the Jags' O-line more than I do the Jets. I don't like Sam Darnold in this spot. Oh, it's going to be a rough game for yeah. Sam. Jags, I know it's a lot of points, minus 7.5. Don't think it matters. I think the Jags are going to put up a whole bunch of points, and I think a lot of it's going to come from turnovers. My last pick, everything I know about watching football for the last decade tells me the Raiders are the play. They're not going to start off the season 4-0. They're just not. John Gruden has been doing this for long enough to know how to figure this stuff out. As much as I think he's a joke, he's got to figure this out. Cleveland hasn't won back-to-back games since they've got a new team in 1999. <laughs> like probably. since the merger. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know that that's a true statement, but I'm going to say it and assume that it's probably right. Okay. They did make the playoffs once, like eight years ago. With Butch Davis. No, they were. Uh, it was after Butch Davis, too. Was it? Yeah, they made it after that. Hmm. Anyway, you throw me off. Sorry, I thought I Butch Davis was like 2006. I don't care. Or three or four. I don't, or I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I'm riding this Baker Mayfield train until it just stops. The Raiders are going to get no pressure on him whatsoever. They're going to be able to run on the Raiders. They're going to be able to throw on the Raiders. This is going to be a high-scoring game from the Browns' side. But that Browns' defense, that's a top three defense in the NFL. Yeah, Thank you very much. That's that's a and, bad dude. And, and David Carr, Derek Carr, which car is it? I don't care. <laughs> Derek it don't, Carr. I don't care which car you're driving. He's going to wreck it. Miles Garrett is going to destroy these guys. I look for Gennard Avery to have a pretty good game. I, I just think I love Avery. Oh, my God, a, I love Avery. And Ward, I was wrong. I was wrong. I don't like drafting cornerbacks that early. Listen, the boy can play. The boy can play corner all day long. He's leading the NFL in interceptions, and he's a rookie. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to get a couple more off Derek. That was your last game. That's it. That's five. Game number five for me. I got the Bucks plus three at the Bears. Metrics say it should be the Bucks minus one, so wrong team favored for one. Uh, but look, it, yes, it's going to be difficult to go in and play against Khalil Mack and that whole bunch. Soldier uh, Field will be rocking. Yes, that's, it will be that's rocking. That's one thing that Fitzpatrick has thrown for over 400 yards in three straight games. That has never happened before in the history of the NFL, which is bananas to think about. Uh, the Bears are still uh, they're having trouble scoring. You can't have trouble scoring against good offensive teams. Even when they have a bad night, like the like the Bucks did against, I mean, they gave the ball away three times against the Steelers, still scored twenty seven points. Like the Bucks' biggest weakness is their pass defense. The Bears only average one hundred seventy eight passing yards per game. That's only five point one yards per pass attempt. That is awful. That is atrocious. That's ungodly. I just I can't even I can't explain how bad that is. Uh, Trubisky is not going to be able to do anything even against this Bucks defense. Like, I, I know they ain't got a good defense, but, I mean, they've been playing some pretty good offenses here, uh, and I don't think the Bears are one of those. So, the Bears will be all hyped up and whatnot. The Bucks are coming off of a loss. I still like this Bucks team. Plus three, give me the road dog. I think they can win this game outright. That's it. 
That's all of them. I got all dogs. We gave you everything that you need to know to be a winner. Head over to Tunica. Get some action down on your favorite plays. As always, visit tunicatravel.com for more information. The Road Dogs last week, by the way, just a little tidbit, a $5 parlay for those six dogs that won outright last week would have paid over $10,000. Money line parlay for the six underdogs, $10,000. Well, you couldn't even get a parlay on the Bills because there was not a Bills money line out there in Tunica. Yeah, because it was so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Either way, go to tunicatravel.com. Go enter the football picks contest at winningcureseverything.com. Go win you a free trip, man. Go win you some steak. Go win you some $20. Nice. Yeah, it is really nice. It's it's fantastic. But for real, go into the contest. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you have not done already. Hit the subscribe button on the podcast if you have not done so already. We'll see you guys next week. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899 and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show and until next time, have a good one guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.